You're listening to the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast with Johnny Michelson. Hey guys, it's Johnny here from Spirits People. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to tasting fine spirits without the influence of brands and marketing. So another week in January and actually the last episode of January for this episode, we are almost at the end of the first month of 2020. Now, where did the time go? Absolutely no idea. But here we are and I'm ready with another episode. And before I jump in, just wanted to say a quick thank you to the Patreon community of Spirits People. Your support really means a lot to me. And obviously, as I've said before, it will maintain this podcast advertisement free. So if you would love to listen to this podcast without advertisement in the future and support the efforts and everything I do here on Spirits People, uh, please do check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash Spirits People. And I think with that said, oh, actually, no, for people watching this episode, actually, you'll be able to see my brand new cap, which is, of course, from No Nonsense Whiskey. So, Vin, if you're listening and watching, thank you so much for this cap. This is amazing. I love it. And uh, yeah, I'll be wearing it proudly around the neighborhood and at work just to spread the word of another great YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, if you guys are unfamiliar with Vin and all the stuff he does, please check him out on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, on YouTube, where he does most of his stuff. So I think that's it. I'm ready to jump in here for this week's episode. And I have the, let's see if I can pull it up here. I have this in the glass and it's been sitting here for about 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. And uh, yeah, very, very interesting. So I think this will be a good episode for me. It's been a while since I've had something like this. So it's good to just be reminded of the different um, type of spirits that are out there. Although not uh, super wacky, it's it's one of the big ones here, but uh, yeah, it'd be good to, to dive in. So we'll kick off with the appearance and the nose as usual, and then I'll take a break and then come back with my tasting notes. And we'll close out the episodes of me revealing to myself what actually is in the glass here. So that's it. Let's do it. All right, we are back and we're ready with the first segment here. So we're jumping into the appearance and the nose of the spirit. And as I mentioned in the introduction, I've had this sitting around for a little bit of time already and I've done the nosing and the tasting. So what I'll do now is kind of play back those notes and, and talk a little bit about my thought process as I'm using the, uh, the WSET. For people watching you, I'll be able to see my glass here. So WSET um, approach to tasting, which obviously focuses on um, as much as you can be uh, uh, subjective to to drinking and and uh, tasting spirits, if you will. Obviously, it can be difficult. Is it objective? Subjective. Man, I always mess up those two. Anyway, 
trying to not let emotions um, judge the quality level of the spirit. I always forget what's what subjective and objective uh, mean, and that's just me because English is not my first language, and I constantly mess those two up. Anyway, <laughs> trying to be a neutral as much as obviously possible because I am still human, so is everyone listening, I'm assuming. And uh, yeah, obviously not trying to let your own emotions and preferences affect how you judge a spirit is uh, close to impossible. So, so yeah, as much as I can, obviously, and using this format just helps me through that process. And yeah, I'll just kind of talk through my my, my thoughts um, as you will. So in terms of the appearance here, just jumping in, I, I've already started waffling. This is a bad sign. I need to stop. So here we go. Appearance. So we have a clear spirit. There's no kind of haziness or anything like that. The intensity and the color is a medium gold. So actually a nice golden color here in the glass. And if we look at the suggested texture, we'll see that this is actually quite oily. So the first couple of times I was swirling the glass, the ring of oil at the top really just sat there for quite some time. And it took a while for it to start pulling down those those thick legs of oil. So I'm going to give this a medium plus just based on appearance. And then obviously, we'll have a look at the palette when we see um, later on in the episode in terms of how that translates into the actual mouth feel of, of the viscosity here. But yeah, medium plus in the glass, it, it looks very promising in terms of the viscosity here. So, so yeah, there's that. And uh, yeah, moving into the nose, again, this is a clean nose, which I think is the same for every single spirit I've done on this podcast. I've not been exposed to something that has a faulty nose. So maybe one day, maybe one day, but almost every single spirit you find off the shelf, it's going to be um, a clean nose unless something bad has happened, such as a uh, air coming into it or a bad cork or something like that. But yeah, mostly you won't find any faulty, uh, faulty aromas of a nose unless you work in a distillery and you're tasked with trying to get heads and tails off of your uh, distillate. So, so, so yeah, so far so good. Uh, intensity here is medium. So again, medium is really just getting uh, the spirit in the glass um, just underneath your nose before you start getting that aroma profile out of the glass. So yeah, smack in the middle of, of that. So a medium on the intensity and then moving into the actual profile here. So this is where this is where the tasting notes or, or the the nosing notes, if you will, for the nose um, comes into play. And really, a lot of the, the things that come out of the glass almost instantly for me is going to reveal to me kind of the, the direction of the category of this spirit here. So I'm getting first of all some sour apple, some sultanas, some fresh lemon peel as well. <clears throat> and then there's some vanilla in there. There's a little bit of sweetness along with that lemon peel. But then there's a weird kind of, um, there's a, a hint of sage, if you will. It's, it's a very strange note that's in there, but it's it's quite distinct in terms of uh, this particular profile. And this could be either from obviously the the 
the yeast or could be something to do with the barrel that's been used but yeah it was it was quite significant in terms of um, just picking out something that was quite unique on this profile uh, so yeah some sage in there um, strangely enough and this is this is something that um, we'll talk about when we talk about the palette but strangely enough now I'm getting a little bit of fortified wine on the nose it's I would say maybe a port wine but it's really hard for me to to pinpoint at this uh, point in time where I'm just talking about the nose but then as it was sitting for a while it was <laughs> it was changing a little bit so it's almost like the fortified wine became uh, a sensation of yeast um, or, or some some white bread or, or a slice of toast or something like that so it was a very strange and an undefined variation of the nose that just kept bouncing back and forth but it took a while for that fortified wine thing to to really come through but once it was through i couldn't get it out of my mind but it kept bouncing back and forth between that is this a yeasty uh, or, or bread note or is this like a fortified wine note it had that kind of dry sensation and at the same time yeah those like pinpoints of of yeast um, finally, I'll say there's a little bit of a cereal note here as well on the nose. Not something that's um, particularly sharp. Um, so if we're talking about cereal notes on, on any kind of spirits, my mind will automatically start to link towards a malt whiskey um, or something that has uh, malted barley in it. It's one of those things that that really just comes from that grain. So, so yeah, I think we're, we're dealing with something that is a malt whiskey here. So, so yeah, a little bit of a cereal note. And also at the very end of the nose, after quite some time, there was a little bit of dried oak. So I think overall, a very interesting, uh, a very interesting spirit. I think there was some very classic notes in terms of uh, talking about malt whiskey. I think the sour apple, the sultanas, uh, the lemon peel, vanilla, very very typical for that category but then there was the sage which kind of took it to down a little bit of a side street there which i thought was really interesting um i'm not sure if i could say that i thought it was good with the sage note i think i'll say at this point that it was interesting i'm not a huge fan of of the sage um, aroma in in my spirits uh, but sometimes it has its place like this one here i think was was a little bit um, challenging but again not something that was overwhelming it was literally just hints of, of that sensation so lastly here just talk about the nosing again just before we jump into the tasting aspect of of this particular spirit here um, the ABV so I think a lot of these overall aroma characteristics were quite subdued they were not they were not super punchy. I think the first thing that came out, the sour apple and the lemon peel were the two predominant um, characteristics that kind of carried the spirit, if you will. So I think while they carry the aroma overall, I think they also determine the category, which I think is, is the malt whiskey or at least the malted barley uh, direction uh, at this point in time. So, so yeah, 46% is where I'm going to put it. It's going to be interesting to see how the palate kind of challenges that because sometimes obviously the nosing can can just be a hint of of what's to come and sometimes it it promises a little bit more than it it gives later on so so yeah i'll think 
46% at this point in time feels about right. And also when you think about a lot of, uh, especially scotch, um, you'll have a lot of things that sits around the 46%, which is why I'm choosing to put it there rather than just 45, uh, which is kind of that five, um, 5% increments, which uh, I usually do, but I think this feels like that kind of around that area. So I'll put, uh, I'll put 46 on it for now. Uh, I think that's about it. I think that's as much as I can squeeze out of the nosing of this. Um, I'll take a break now and I'll do myself the favor of letting it sit for a little bit as well. Um, as I've learned, I need to just kind of let it breathe sometimes um, to, uh, <laughs> whoops, uh, to be able to let it open up a little bit more. So in the past couple of episodes, you'll have noticed that I've spent a little bit of time with this spirit after recording the initial segment here. And uh, yeah, I feel like it helps. I feel like it, it does give me a second chance to nose it a little bit more, but also compare that nosing to palate uh, balance, which I think is super important when you look at any kind of spirits blind. So yeah, that's it. I'll close this down. I'll see you in a split second for the tasting notes. guys we are back with some tasting notes and I've let this sit for about another 20 minutes now and it continues to open up a little bit but I think the profile actually remains pretty consistent I think it just warms up and mellows up a little bit um, as time goes by here and also my hands are getting a little bit warmer so as I'm warming up the spirit it starts to open up um, those uh, vapors from the glass a little bit more so the ethanol comes out of the glass um, a little bit more gently with with a little bit of heat here. So actually profile pretty consistent, still quite mellow. And I think the ABV guess from the nosing aspect that was done in the previous segment here, I think, uh, I think it holds true. So just a little bit under that 50% mark um, seems about right still on the nose here. So jumping into the palate. So in terms of the sweetness level here and this is of course whether or not there's any sugar um, added to the spirit i think it's a dry spirit i don't think there's any sugar been added to this particular spirit here the intensity is medium so as it enters the mouth um, the kind of volume and impact it has on the palate i think is uh, it's about in the middle there so medium on that the texture itself is uh, it's quite silky it's not overwhelming in any any way by any means uh, but it is nice and warming the viscosity here is is now so compared to the the assessment we did of looking at this particular spirit here in the glass i think it's it's pretty different it's it's probably around a medium maybe even a medium minus on on the palette here in terms of the viscosity see so yeah, a little bit different than than what it would appear to be in the glass. Um, I'm not necessarily sure that this is a bad thing for this particular spirit. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a letdown in any way. It's just that when you look at it in the glass, it has that difference in appearance um, from, uh, from what it feels like on the palate itself. Anyway, so moving into the flavor characteristics themselves uh, so pretty much picks up from <laughs> where the where the nose kind of leaves 
a little bit of that cereal note. That's actually where the palate picks up for me at least. So as soon as I took a sip here, um, the initial sensation I was getting was a cereal note followed by uh, some sultanas, some black tea, some black peppercorn. There was a little bit of that lemon uh, still lingering around, probably a little bit more on the bitter side. So the pith of the lemon peel is probably what's coming through. The sensation of sage, which I talked about on the on the nosing part of this this episode here, is still there. So I think it's definitely part of this profile. And I think it was very interesting that it actually carried through because it was just hints on the nose. And and obviously everyone will smell and taste different things. So for me, it was one of those things, uh, well, maybe it's just me thinking that I'm smelling this sage thing here, but actually the fact it, it came through on the palate as well. So maybe this is something that is a, a unique aspect of, of this particular spirit here, which which is very interesting. And I was actually pleased to see in terms of just the quality level of the spirit, like the, the nice link between the nose and the palate, I think is a definite plus, um, regardless of whether or not I like sage or not. I think it's a plus that it has a, a beautiful link between the two aspects of the spirit. So from a quality perspective, I think it's 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 a nudge um, in, in a much better direction than I probably would have put it if it was just on the topic of my preference. So anyway, so some funny things here on the palettes. I'll say there's hints of marzipan, which I wasn't really sure what to do uh, with, if you will. Uh, <laughs> it was just one of those things. Um, well, it was a little bit of a surprise because it was zero hints for me, absolute zero hints of any kind of almonds, any kind of nuttiness, uh, and also any kind of like artificial sweetness um, or processed sweetness of any kind. So the fact that there was a little bit of marzipan on the palate was again something that was quite interesting. And I think actually the, the marzipan note uh, fits really well with some of the other things that came through here. And I'm just looking at my notes for people watching. Uh, obviously, it's not because I don't want to look at the camera, but I have my notes in front of me here. So in terms of that link between some of those other notes that are very bitter, like black tea, black peppercorn, lemon peel pith, but then that marzipan note came through and all of a sudden it kind of rounded out and, and became a much more pleasant palette, if you will, because it wasn't presenting me with a lot of the notes from the nose that was a little bit more on the sweeter side. So the vanilla, that kind of fresh lemon peel um, and the sultanas and stuff like that. There was much less of that. So that marzipan is almost it's it's a compensation for the fact that some of the other aspects didn't come through as much. And then finally, there was a little bit of that white bread uh, coming through, which I think is um, what I was talking about in terms of whether or not I thought it was yeasty and bready or some kind of fortified wine on the nose aspect of this spirit here. I think the bread is the thing that comes through on the palate side of things, like a, a classic white bread um, before it's been toasted, like that white bread sensation. If you just smell that, that is exactly how I'm, I'm getting that note out of, of, um, of this on the palate. So one thing I will say though, is that, and I kind of, uh, I hinted at it before, in terms of the bitterness, like the palate became quite bitter. And actually, 
after <laughs> after after tasting it for a while so i do these tastings over over a period of time it's not just uh, from the period of 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 this episode there's there's times in between uh, so i do spend some time with the spirit to to give you guys this this particular assessment here so over time i will say that it became a little bit too bitter for me it, it was a little bit of a letdown for me personally um so again trying to trying to remove as much as i can in terms of my preferences but i think it did lose some complexity over time so whether or not this is because i'm warming it up too aggressively or whatever is happening here i'm not sure but this is just the experience that i'm having so this is all that i can um, i can refer to um, in this episode but yeah it, it did become a little bit uh, monotone on that bitter note um, so yeah I'll, I'll kind of keep that in mind I don't think I'll, I'll let it influence my assessment of the quality but uh, just something that I wanted to highlight um, and obviously if anyone has any experience with any of this in terms of like how it develops over time and with heat and stuff like that I would love to hear it because I'm I'm super nerdy like that so so there's that <laughs> um, so in terms of the finish just jumping into that um, so the finish was was interesting because I felt like the finish for some reason and again this could just be me right now but it, it was just sitting at the front of my mouth like the finish didn't really move through uh, the physical space of my mouth region if, if that's the best I could come up with at this time like it really just sat at the front which was really really odd for me normally it kind of carries through and the finish kind of sits a little bit in the throat and a little bit at the back of my mouth but yeah this time for whatever reason it was just sitting in the front uh which is super weird but again not something that i think will will pass its way through into my assessment of the spirit but again just something to note and again if someone has any experience with that i would love to hear because again this is not my area of expertise by any means, but obviously I'll, I'll do these tastings and I'll learn and I'll play it back to you guys once I, I come up with theories and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, in terms of the finish itself, it was not too impressive, but it was not necessarily a letdown if you consider the nosing and the palate aspect of this. So the fact that it's not necessarily a higher ABV and I'm saying this because that is my guess it is not a higher ABV obviously it still could be but my assessment here of this is that the nose the palate would give away something that I think is around the 46% so the finish I wouldn't actually expect it to be extremely long and extremely complex with with the amount and, and volume of characteristics from both the nose and the palate here so I think it's it's actually quite a nice balance throughout the thing that I didn't necessarily think too much of uh, when doing the tasting here was the thoughts around the fortified wine so part of the assessment here is also to try to detect as many details as you can of the process that a spirit has been through so in terms of the raw materials um, the distillation the post distillation processes and and all that kind of stuff uh, fermentation sorry i forgot fermentation obviously can have massive impact as well but when i think about fortified wine i'm i'm, I'm instantly taken into this 
uh, realm of, of post-distillation. So, and in particular, like we think about the barrels uh, or the casks, if you will. So, do I think this has been in contact with any kind of fortified wine casks? Because it was a nosing uh, detection of this fortified wine, it didn't come through on the palate at all whatsoever. There was nothing, uh, for me personally, there was nothing of that sense coming through on the palate, but it was a little bit on the nose. And if I pick it up now, I can still get a little bit. I still get a little bit of that, but I'll say that it's, that it's interesting that it's not coming through on the palate, but there is a little bit of that Sultanas coming through. So maybe there is a little bit of a fortified wine mix in here. So it could be because this is a blend and some of this stuff here has had some contact with fortified wine, but not necessarily all of it. So I think that's where I'm leaning towards, but uh, yeah, who knows? We'll find out in a second anyway. <laughs> in regards to the ABV, uh, just to kind of conclude this before we go into the final aspect here. So I think the 46% seems about right still. So I think again, the link between the nosing and the palate uh, holds true. And I think, although it's 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 hard for me to think about this as an outstanding spirit, because when I say something is outstanding, I think about something that I truly love and, and something that I would value really highly. But this one here just seems, for me personally, my, my preference, um, this seems pretty average. But when I read all my notes and when I, I have my assessment here in front of me, I think it's 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 a lot better than than what I think it is. So I'm going to put it in the I'm not actually going to put it in the outstanding because I did think that it was a little bit of a letdown of, of that bitterness. So I'm going to put it one level down, but at the very top of that. So in the very good category, maybe towards the outstanding category. So so something that is actually pretty good quality here, maybe not at the very, very peak of quality, but um, at the level just underneath that. So I'll put this down as a potential blended malt whiskey and then with some potential fortified wine cask influence of sorts. In terms of aging, uh, when you talk about blends, it can be difficult to talk about age because a lot of blends will be non-age stated. But just for the record, I'll say that the fact that there are some cereal notes kind of punching through makes me think that it's a little bit on the younger side or at least it could be that some of that grain whiskey, if this is a blend, some of the grain whiskey is kind of coming in and, and giving us some of that cereal um, sensation on top of, of um, the single malt whiskey that's in here. So, so yeah, I think maybe around the 15 years, maybe lower than that, actually, maybe 10, to be honest. Um, I think that's where I'm going to put it. So, yeah let's say 10 towards 15, if there's any kind of age involved in this, I think that's about right. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think let's close out this and uh, jump into the reveal. See you in a bit. All right, guys, we are back with the reveal and uh, <laughs> Another interesting twist in the plot here. So we have a Swedish whiskey 
which is of course, if you can read, they have the title of the video here and the title of the podcast episode is the Mac Myra Swedish Single Malt with the title Vinterglöd, or however you pronounce that. I think that was pretty close. So I wonder what that means. Winter something something. I'm assuming glöd is something with uh, maybe a candlelight or something like that. However, 46.1%. So regardless of anything, very close on the ABV here. Uh, not really close in terms of a blend of, of whiskey here. However, now I do understand where the fortified wine sensation came from because this particular single malt whiskey has been finished in a px cask that has held mold wine so this makes a lot of sense in terms of like trying to figure out where this came from because obviously this is very unique but obviously the the, the fortified wine kind of uh sensation would have come through to some degree but obviously I personally wasn't able to pick it up on the palate here, so maybe I should have been. But anyway, this is blind tasting, so this is uh, this is as good as it gets in terms of what I could get from it. So yeah, Swedish whiskey. Um, in terms of where this comes from, I, I do like to give credit to whoever gives me samples. Um, again, this is another unknown. Actually, I do not know who's giving me this whiskey. This is one of the unlabeled ones in my big bucket of samples here. So I will say again, a thank you to the community of uh, people out there sharing samples with each other and whoever is uh, responsible for this sample, uh, for this tasting. I thank you very much. Um, I really enjoyed this, but not necessarily my cup of tea. But I'll say very interesting. I don't think I've had this before. So there's that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Thanks so much for listening and watching. And I hope you guys will join me over on Patreon. So if you want to support, it's patreon.com forward slash spirits people. If you want to check out my brand new newsletter, go to spiritspeople.com. You can sign up at the very bottom of the page something and I'm just releasing here. So I'm starting to get into it here in January. And uh, yeah, I've at this point in time, probably sent out a couple of emails, I'm going to get more into it as I go out throughout the year here. And what you will get in those emails is a heads up on what's coming on the podcast. What is the what is the next live streams coming up and stuff like that. So things that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Unless, of course, you are a Patreon supporter, you will get the same kind of updates. Uh, but yeah, if you just want to get the updates um, and don't want to get involved in any kind of support or the community for spirits people, you can sign up for the newsletter and uh, yeah, you'll get a, an update with all that good stuff. So there's that. If you like this video, please do like it on YouTube and subscribe. And obviously, if you're listening, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review and all that good stuff. And finally, thanks everyone for watching and listening. And I hope to see you guys next week. Cheers.